Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control Alt Delete. I can't believe how many I've done now. I just think I'm never going to run out of people to interview. I just find too many people fascinating and I have too many questions to ask. So thanks for listening. Also, just to warn you on this episode, I think I hope you agree that the beauty of this podcast is that I take my microphone to many, many different places and I record in quite random locations. So today's episode was recorded in a little office space um, in Hackney, but unfortunately some building work was going on. So there is some slight drilling going on during the middle, but it's not too bad, I promise. So today's guest is Michelle Kennedy. She's the CEO and founder of Peanut, which is a Tinder-style dating app for mums. She's had amazing press from The Independent to The New York Times to TechCrunch. It's all out there. She started Peanut after struggling to meet other mums while she was working and decided to create a product that would make meeting mums much easier and she would feel less lonely in the process. Michelle's career has been fascinating. She started off as a lawyer for a leading law firm. She then joined the dating app Badoo, which is one of the biggest dating apps in the world. And during her time at Badoo, she was also a a crucial member of the team that launched Bumble, the app that allows women to contact men first. So yeah, we talk about starting her own business. We talk about competitiveness in the online world. And we talk about balancing all the different parts of our lives and being kinder to ourselves. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And thanks again for all your support. Here it is. So I'm so excited that I finally have tracked you down. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm sat in Hackney on a pink sofa with Michelle. And then we met... um, a while ago, ago, when you were working at Badoo. Is it yeah. Badoo or Badoo? I say Badoo. Badoo. Yeah. And that was the biggest online dating app, yeah. was it, at the time? I, in the world or yeah, Europe? Yeah, platform. Um, I think it still is. I mean, at the time I was there, there was something like 360-odd million registered users. Um, and I left, you know, every year ago. So I imagine it's even, even more now. Yeah. And you are so knowledgeable about tech and how apps are created and audiences and like all this amazing stuff and marketing because you had a really senior job there didn't you i did and then now peanut is everywhere oh yeah and it's so exciting and i Thank wanted you. to just ask you about that and how it was leaving and starting and how much you prepared for it before yeah you launched it Leaving was really tough. You know, I, I loved what I did at Badoo. Um, and I'd been there for such a long time. Um, and I'd really grown up there. I started as a lawyer, you know. Oh, it was yeah. a totally different world um, to when I left. And there were so many things that I was so proud of um, that we did there. So leaving was a tough one. Working in an industry where you're not doing the core kind of problem fix of the product, i.e. dating, mm-hmm. is tough. Um, so even when people were talking about things, you know, I wasn't dating. It was it was kind of a difficult reference point for me. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's business, but sometimes the product stuff was tough. Mm. Um, I'd had this idea when I had Finn. I hadn't really done anything with it, and I'd gone back to Badoo, and then we started doing uh, Bumble. So I was always kind of focused and busy. Um, and then just time moved on, and I just thought, I really feel like I want to do this. The problem for me had just morphed into a different problem. I still didn't really have many mum friends. Mm. But now I was doing that kind of nursery dash, where I dropped in at nursery and dash. So I wasn't seeing the mums that, like, pick up. Right. Um, so I just thought, 
If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. And it was really scary. I mean, I can't dress that up. It, that was wild. But it's amazing that you took all of that knowledge and experience of a industry and also even with Bumble, I mean, I, I, I've been in, in a relationship for six years, so I feel like I've missed the app dating bit. Yeah. Like I did online dating, but when you had to fill out a form on yeah. like Guardian, Guardian Soulmates. Yeah. And I would pay for it because I'd be like, well, at least if, if I'm, I'm paying pay, for it, I will get... Totally. There's like, a barrier to entry. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you kind totally. of want to buy something that's not in the sale because totally. you're like, it might be nicer. But I just felt that um, the Bumble, I almost felt like, oh, if I did need to use an app, I would use that one. And it was because it looked quite pretty and it, the marketing really, well, spoke to women, I suppose. Yeah. But with Peanut, the, it's the same thing. Like, I kind of feel like sad that I can't use it yeah. <laughs> yet. Soon. One day. No, I'm not, not saying so. <laughs> um, I think that I just wanted a product that I wanted to use. It's that feeling, exactly yeah. that. And the products that were out there, I just didn't get it. Like, I, I felt like it was a club that I wasn't part of. Whether it's because some of it was a bit ranty or whether it was some of it was very together and I didn't feel like that either. You know, I was a bit of a mess. I can't, you know, that's absolutely the case. I wasn't all like, you know, holding it together really in a cool way. I wasn't at all. Um, I think I felt this enormous pressure to become a different person when I became a mommy and I didn't feel like a different person um I was a bit you know a bit more out of shape or a bit you know whatever I wanted to wear flat shoes more or I was tired more but I didn't feel like a different person and I felt like everyone was talking to me in this different way and I didn't mm. get it um and I just wanted to be a product that wasn't necessarily for everyone you know peanut isn't for everyone um everyone was like you can't do pink you can't do pink mm. it's it's about um it's too girly you know you should do something more gender neutral i was like wow what pink is just a color and i love it and it yeah. makes me happy and you know we have to stop this you know women who become mothers haven't all of a sudden developed a real passionate love for like lemon <laughs> you know or these neutral colors unless of course you did love those things um so it was just silly things like that that kind of grated on me. Um, everything was aimed at Finn, which was amazing and helpful, but I didn't feel like anything was about me. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's strange that, isn't it, that people... Have you watched the film Prevenge, by any chance? No. But it's basically about a woman who's pregnant and how people like start talking to her in baby voices and things. <gasps> and it's just her internal monologue of like, I'm not different. All of that stuff. <laughs> or people calling you mummy. Hi, mummy. <laughs> Michelle is fine. We can just go with Michelle. I still get that actually. Um, hi, mommy. Hi, mum. And I found that just quite weird, actually. Uh, and I love being mummy. Don't get me wrong. But when Finn calls me mummy, yeah, you know, not when random woman in the street calls me mum. <laughs> um, and I felt also actually like you become a mum, right? And everyone feels completely comfortable in telling you exactly what they think any views are allowed they can touch you whether it's your bump whether it's your baby mm. drives me crazy they can tell you what they think what you should and shouldn't do and you get this kind of information overload and sometimes that's too much and it's quite hard to just find someone who's going to be chill and say yeah do you know what i'm winging it too i don't know or someone who is totally together and can say listen don't worry do it like this or i did it like this why don't you try it 
Yes. Well, I was just saying before we hit record that I feel like the stuff that you're doing and a lot of the other women I really admire, like Mother Pucker and, mm -hmm. and people like that, just that um, you're kind, you're being, it's, you're not meaning to maybe, but you're being very helpful to people like me who I'm 28. I'm like one day definitely do want to do that, but I'm scared because it looks scary, but actually I'm less scared when I'm following people like you because it's kind of, you're being honest, but it's also looks amazing. Right, it's fun. Being Finn's mum is the best thing in the entire world. He is hysterical and funny and naughty and gorgeous and all of those things and it is amazing and sometimes it's exhausting and it's scary and you know I, I want to have a wee without him watching or coming to tell me a very important story <laughs> about Paw Patrol and you know all of those things but it was almost when I had Finn three and a half years ago, it would make you a bad mommy if you called it out for what it was. Mm. If you said, yeah, this sucks, or yeah, I'm lonely, weird. You know, that was not a comfortable admission. Um, and if you said any of those things, it was like, that's a bit much, Michelle. That's a bit too brutal. That's a bit too honest. Um, I can't believe that it could be so judgmental, but it sounds like in a lot of ways, especially with the internet, that parenting seems like under a microscope. Babe, today, as an example, the Daily Mail wrote an article oh, about Oh, I saw Pina. your Instagram stories today, yeah. My goodness, I mean, I shouldn't do it, but I can't help it, I'm intrigued. So I read the comments, and you know, you shouldn't read the comments, but I can't help it. It's like a weird, again, reflection of today's society, social media, what people are saying. And the comments from people are, I'm kind of fascinated, who are these people? It's very easy to say things behind like anonymity, right? But whether it's something from, you know, why aren't you cleaning your house mm. to you sound like a friendless loser. Yeah, well, thanks. I felt like a friendless loser. Cheers for just really, like, bringing that home. Um, it's all of that stuff. It's really, it's shocking to me that there are people who hold those views in 2017. Sure. But I think even if you would have had created world peace, the Daily Mail would have found, commenters would have found something to... Uh, yeah, you, you know how people love it. I did something for um, a Facebook Live with um, The Guardian last week, and it was at War Nails, which is owned by my very good friend. Um, and so it was there because Sharma, uh, the founder, uh, was allowing you know the Guardian to do it there. She's a really good friend of mine. Why wouldn't I support one of my girlfriends who's doing amazing things? And all of this abuse on the Facebook Live, you know, yeah, way to fight stereotypes. Women in tech getting their nails done, or you know, why aren't you in the kitchen or whatever? It's it's fascinating. I me. don't understand how people don't think you can be both. Like I've got this thing at the moment where, and I'd love to hear your uh, um, point of view on this, when, yeah. you know when you're on a panel and you're the only woman on the panel, yes. um, and like everyone else is maybe in a grey suit because if you're working in the tech industry, or maybe it's not, maybe it's someone in trainers and a blazer, but anyway, you just yeah. know that you're the only woman. And I make a point sometimes of wearing like red lipstick, like once I wore like a big pink dress, because I was like, what comes out of my mouth isn't going to change. I'm still like I'm still switched on, and I still know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but sometimes I feel like I shouldn't. I should just wear something boring and be taken more seriously. I had a presentation week before last um, for one of my investors, 
it was a, a presentation to their investors so it was a big deal and we'd been asked and I was extremely excited and flattered to be um, invited and I'd put a lot of work in we'd done a cool presentation and I knew that the other companies that were being asked to present were going to be different of course they're not mm -hmm. going to have all the same and there were some really very different companies there so whether it was you know deep tech um, data or um, derivative trading that I mean there was some really really and then there's me and I got up and I did exactly what you said I wore white I was like it's gonna be a sea of suits I'm gonna wear white I'm gonna feel the best version of me because this is really 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 scary shit and I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna make sure I do it good um, and yeah it was very different. My presentation was very different. There was, you know, a bit of Macklemore pumping in the background. <laughs> and it was, it was, yeah, it was a very, very different presentation. And there will be some people in that room that that didn't suit. But I do know what I'm talking about, exactly what you just said. And I know my stuff. And, and also people would go home and if they, ha if they were going to remember one presentation. It had to be that, right? Yeah. I had to, and, and it is hard. And you know that thing, I, I think you're saying how I often feel, which is, I feel a bit like I have to be, I almost get a bit chippy sometimes about, particularly because it's an app for moms. And I really, sometimes I want to say things like, wait, let me tell you my background. Let me tell you why we're the best people to do it. Let me, you know, let me tell you about the algorithms and the machine learning. Um, because I'm so desperate to prove that this is, this is more than just, you know, a, a cutesy mommy app, mm. but actually, it is an app for women who are mums like okay like I don't need to fight that but that I that's yeah. like an internal monologue that I have and I fight that's so interesting it's yeah. kind of like you need to like overcompensate in a way that maybe 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 a man would just go in and be like this is the app I think that's probably Without right I think that is probably right yeah I, I, I find myself a bit kind of oversell sometimes um, and I don't think I need to be like that but it's because I'm desperate to let the guy who's doing, you know, a SaaS business next to me know that I'm also, you know, a business person. Because it's been a hard, you know, it hasn't been an easy journey to go and sell to people to say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, you know, raising money and whatever. That hasn't been completely, you know, plain sailing. So I think I've been so front foot. But you've had so much press. Yeah. It's incredible. It's been exciting. I, do you know, I think people want to talk about it. It's interesting, right? People want to talk about, you know, yeah. is there a mommy dating type um, scenario or what are the issues surrounding modern motherhood? Um, and I am so happy for that. I will push it and push it and push it because if we keep having the conversation and we keep having the chat, it normalizes it, right? Yeah. So, and that stands for anything, whether we're talking about women in tech, whether we're talking about, you know, um, the pressures of motherhood or loneliness or mental health issues or any of those things if we keep having the conversation it just normalizes it yeah um so i'll have the conversation all day long because there might be that one woman who is sitting you know in her living room in newcastle where i used to live so best example <laughs> but and her baby sleeping or whatever and she's feeling you know low and down and isolated and she sees one piece somewhere and it can change her mm. life and her outset and her mood. Well, then yeah. I, it, I feel like it's a duty it's that I have to keep something. doing it. Yeah. yeah. For people listening who um, are going to download it or have already mm. got it, is there any tips for kind of? Do you suggest meeting up quite quickly and just using it as a bit of a facilitator, or or is it, or also like a tool to use when you're breastfeeding in the middle of the night and you're up at the same time? For me, 
that 2am breastfeed was a killer because whether it's true or not you feel like the loneliest person in the entire world because everyone else is asleep mm. it's quiet it's dark you look on social media your friends are in a nightclub or whatever or they're sleeping mm. and that moment for me used to be really scary um because like Shaun of the dead when everyone <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, totally that. And also, that is the time when I would turn to like Dr. Google and I would be Googling all sorts of weird, crazy stuff and um, reading weird stuff. And it sends you into, and then you start scratching the surface. And by the end of it, you've convinced yourself that you've got, you know, some very, very rare <laughs> genetic disorder or whatever it is. It's a very, very bizarre time. Um, and that was the time for me when I felt probably at my most desperate to speak mm. to someone um, and I've spoken to people who use peanut then like mm. they're doing like chat then great um, I suppose the tip someone wrote an amazing review and the reason it was amazing is because it was real because I think it's probably the experience of 99% of our users which is you join it you're a bit like gosh I don't know whether this is awkward you join you do a few waves then you might go back in a few hours later and you're like, I'm gonna do my bio now, feeling brave. I'm gonna go back in, do your bio. Then you're like, right, I'm ready. Do a few more waves. Then you get a match and you're like, can't send a message right now, feeling a bit intimidated. Gonna think about it, go back in. And then when you do start the chat, you have a bit of back and forward. You'll have some, like, you'll cancel a few times because you're gonna feel that nerve. It's a bit like dating all over oh again, God, right? Yeah. Um, and then you go and you have that first meeting. It's amazing. I met this girl on Peanut. I've met many women on Peanut actually, but one in particular, Grace, big shout out to Grace. And but for Peanut, I would not have met her. She is hysterical. She's one of the funniest girls I've met. Um, she had also watched this very, very random Irish drama that no one in the world has watched apart from me and obviously Grace called Love Hate. Go and check it out if you're interested and got some hours to kill. Um, and we had some love and banter over that. And I'm very, you know, I think I'm very fortunate to have her in my life. I, I really, I like her brain. I like her time. Um, it's amazing. And I that love can happen. That. That's just a cool girl. And that's the kind of positives of algorithms and actually finding friends like I, I've met a lot of friends on Twitter but I think it's yeah. that's more by chance I'd say because well well Twitter's full of journalists I guess so I'm like always finding writer friends on there but it would be so good to have that concentrated environment of people who are all wanting to be friends yeah and I think it's if you know that someone's in the mindset where they're like yeah I'm open to it it's less scary um and you, you know the one thing I would say is don't be scared about speaking to someone. You might change their day. They might be having the worst day, like the day from hell, and you have the ability to change it just by saying, how are you doing? Yeah. Or a nice photo. Or, you know, when you open in the wine, which yes. is usually me. Yeah. Always. But you know. I love I love it. Um, and I, I wondered as well, in, in the world that we are in at the moment with kind of multiple notifications and yeah. emails and yeah. and things and I want and uh, not that you will have the definitive answer but how do you navigate that so that you're kind of present present yeah being present is really important um and it's something that I don't always get right and I think that's really important right you're not always going to be like yep got it covered definitely killing it today not checking my phone every two minutes 
Um, you could be busy at work, your kid might be sick, your mum might be annoying the hell out of you, whatever it is, you're, you know, you will have off days. Um, I try and be better. On a Friday night, I don't check my phone, I try and be like present with Rich. Um, and if I'm with Finn on a Saturday and Sunday, I leave my phone in a different room. So if I'm going to use it, I'm using it away from him. Because he thinks that this phone has mystical powers. Mm. Because if mummy's using it, well then it must be the most amazing thing in the world, right? Yeah. So I kind, kind of try and keep it away on a weekend. But in the week, it's my work. Um, and so I'm very clear about mummy's working, you know. Um, and I try and moderate it. Um, but it's tough and we don't always get it right but give yourself a break you know the days when you leave it in a different room and you go out for a run or whatever it is you do the most amazing yeah. and also this app i feel like is taking away that stigma of you can be on your phone like you could be paying your bills you could be messaging a friend you could be you could be playing a game it's I, almost like why why have we gone the other way you're not switching off it's yeah like, well, let's all just be individual and make individual choices right and i think I, I read a lot actually about people, you know, oh, I was at the park and I saw this woman and she's on her phone and she wasn't playing with her kids or whatever. And I'm always very much like there but for the grace of God, right? You don't know. You don't know if she just spent four straight hours with her little one being completely on it and really engaged and this is her switch off time and actually, you know, or maybe she's dealing with a crisis. You just don't know. Mm. And I think that judgment is really scary and really dangerous. It flies around a lot. Yeah. Um, and you have to kind of duck it a yeah. lot. I find myself trying to duck it a lot. I think there's a lot of kind of work shaming kind of going on as well because I, as much as I feel like switching off is so important because burnout can be like yep. awful. Yeah. And if you fall off that cliff, it can take you a long time to get back yep. up again. But I also feel like if you want to work on a Sunday night, that's okay. I think, you know, the, the importance of where we are in 2017 is that we can all do whatever the hell we want, right? <laughs> yeah. Within reason. Um, and the women that went before us and the men, whatever, they fought hard for us to have the freedom of choice. And that means you can decide how you do it. Now, if it's unhealthy, of course, change it up. Yeah. But yeah, re real life, we've all got bills to pay. You need to do some work on Sunday night. You need to do it, yeah. you know? Yeah, and do you do you have a team at Peanut? I'm guessing it's like we've got a small team. We're really small, actually. We're a team of five, so we're a tiny team. Um, we all kind of muck in with everything. So um, my co-founder and I, my co-founder's in Chicago, Greg, um, and he was the co-founder and CTO of Deliveroo. Oh. So he is brilliant, and obviously, you know, technically is a genius um, but has kind of done this to scale before um, he's also extremely funny and grounding and when I'm getting het up about something small he's like okay Michelle let's call this time out. you know he calls, <laughs> he calls it for what it is um, I and then we have um, design mobile um, and brand um, and they're all people that Greg and I've worked with before That's awesome. in some way um, and it just means that we get on, we know each other, and we all believe in what we're doing. I think that's really important. Is it, is it quite a lot different when it's yours? Oh, my God. Because, I mean, I know that I care more about my work now because it's, like, 100% me. You. But it's, it's navigating that can be quite intense. It is, 
terrifying it's like being naked you know that dream you have when you walk to school and you're naked and then you get into the class and everyone's like why is she naked it's like that every day um and sometimes it's amazing because you know sometimes you've got a dress on in the dream and you feel a little less naked but sometimes you're fully starkers in the dream and it's horrendous um it's hard you take the knocks harder because it it really matters to you um I think I found harder actually some of the relationships I have with people have changed um, and some of the people who I really loved and cared about on their journey aren't around mm. I find that really hard I found it completely devastating I don't think people talk about that enough because it's there's I think there's some downsides almost of, of success or of branching out yeah um, especially with friendships yeah, or I, working relationships. Yeah, I found that really devastating. Um, I was on the floor actually a few times from it because I really, I didn't expect it. It hurt like hell, um, and you miss that person, right? They're a huge part of your life, and they're not around, and that that hurts. Um, it does show you, and it sounds completely like corny. But it is absolutely true. It shows you who really loves you and who really cares about you. Because doing anything like this, and you know, it's not easy. It takes hours and hours of your time. You have to make sacrifices. You don't always get to go and see, you know, have dinner with your friends or whatever because you're working to a different drumbeat. Mm. Um, and not everyone understands that. Equally, not everyone is supportive of what they perceive success to be and they've got no idea whether it's success or not you know we're so young we've got so far to go um and some people will love you even more for it and some people won't and that's tough yeah oh my god I totally relate to that I also feel that it's kind of sad when that happens because I think like you say things go in chapters you might need to have a year where you literally hardly see anyone right I remember last year actually or the year before when I was writing my book I didn't go to the pub on a Sunday for like six months right and that could have been I mean maybe it was in some respects with, with some people a bit of a sort of well you're not around but little do they know that actually like this is the years where I'm prioritising that so that later on in life I hope I can be a bit more free yeah and you have to you know it goes back to that thing about freedom of choice right the choice for some people will be that they want to um, kind of be consumed by the people around them and that's their life choice and that's totally cool. And sometimes your life choice is, okay, I'm going to do this and make this my mission and, you know, I know that I love you guys and you love me and we'll still be there. Um, I think that you have to do what's right for you. Um, and you're allowed to lick your wounds a bit. Like, mm. I, I was quite hard on myself. I was like, come on, Michelle, pull yourself together. It's not the end of the world. But it literally felt like the end of my world. Um, and I had to really pull it together. It's, it's like grief, isn't it? It is absolutely like grief, I would say. Um, because it's a loss. Because in some cases you feel it's unjust or unfair. Um, and you kind of, at some point, want to scream and shout and say no that's not right or how could you or whatever and you don't and you can't for whatever reason um and that can be tough but i have got 
some amazing like people around me who and and mostly who I've known since I was you know a kid mm. um, and they're the people who really know you, you know? yeah I don't know whether like I believe in people coming into your life and out of your life for a reason I don't know whether mm. I believe in that um, I guess the fact that I'm saying I don't know means that I don't mm. but I do think that there are periods in your life where someone is more important to you um, and or you're more important to that person and it has a greater impact on the rest of your life um, and I think that we don't have to be prescriptive about it right so thinking about peanut as well if you're if you meet someone on peanut and you meet a mama you don't have to call it anything other than you met someone who's on your wavelength totally fine yeah like just let it be what it is it's like those early stages of a relationship we're not calling it anything yeah um and just see how it goes from there I think. it is funny with friendship dates i find because it is exactly the same like i go home it being is. like do they like me yeah was i okay was i cringe like did i make a it's really bad joke yeah yeah i am also quite a lot i i get very nervous i'm very clingy like immediately i'm like let's be best friends and right. i can imagine they're like <laughs> not yet <laughs> you're too much no i am I'm also, um, I'm, I get quite nervous, quite anxious, quite um, socially, I think I am socially quite awkward, so I'm quite... You are so um, not. Oh, I am, so I'm quite like, um, ooh, I'll try and be funny. Let me, <laughs> let me say something really deeply self-deprecating, which actually is just awkward and makes the other person go... <laughs> and I do a lot of that and I think that Peanut actually was the perfect outlet for me because I could get all of that really weird, awkward stuff over on the chat. And then if they're still talking to me and they've managed to get past that very, very like, okay, you, you don't have to keep saying that stuff part, then we're good. Yes. Um, and some people obviously can't get past that and that's fine, but it's better we know now. That moment of rejection. Do they know that you're the founder when you're on it? I do have it on my bio actually. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, d I don't know whether that makes a difference or not. I've had people say to me, what do you think of this app? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you think of it? tell me um if you could just fill out the survey yeah exactly tell me what you're loving so i don't know whether it makes a difference i don't think it does to me it doesn't you know the, the point was genuine like, yeah and, yeah you know, didn't have enough money I, that, I just think that's the way isn't it to, to like even on a much smaller scale this podcast i was like it i'd listen to it like, I'm making the thing that I want to listen to. I, it, I, it doesn't exist for me yet. Exactly that. You know what? Podcasts, actually, in those very lonely times, really changed my mm. life. Desert Island Discs got me through Desert a weird Island time. Discs. Walking oh. with Kirsty Young. I mean, I wonder if she knows how many people she's helped. I think I'm a bit obsessed with Kirsty Young because Desert Island Discs, I never get bored of it. The only thing, sometimes I'd just like to hear the song for a bit longer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just a bit like okay we're only getting 30 seconds yeah. but whatever um listening to things like that really got me through and people having a conversation because you feel like you're part of something mm -hmm. i felt like i was with people right final question yeah. um how is the rest of the year looking for you what are you excited about it might be that you're going on a massive holiday I it might be peanut plans okay here's what i'm excited about um no holidays at the moment, peanut is all consuming. Um, Android is coming out, Android version of peanut coming out shortly. I'm really excited about that. 70% of our emails are from people saying when's Android coming. So that, I've got to say, I have a Google phone at the oh, moment. Oh, see, 
everyone wants it so it's coming guys um so i'm excited about that um we've got exciting stuff coming in october new kind of related to the product i'm excited about that um one of my really best friends is getting married in october oh, and he wedding. has been my best friend since we were 12 years old and uh we even went to the same uni so he's getting married to an amazing girl who I love almost as much as I love him, probably more. So I'm really excited about that. And October, also husband's birthday. October feels like a good month. I'm excited about October, not to wish away August and September. But it's been a, an amazing year for Peanut. 2017, I think, we'll leave it my, on my genuine belief here, has been about the year of the mama. Like some of the most iconic images this year have been to do with motherhood. Mm -hmm. Serena Williams on Vanity Fair, uh, Beyonce. the Beyonce one, Larissa Waters breastfeeding in Parliament. They're all to do with motherhood and they're all strong and they're all empowering. You know, Serena Williams won the Open eight weeks pregnant, lest we forget. So yeah, definitely an amazing year for Peanut, but an amazing year for mamas. Yes. Oh, on that note, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you.